Good afternoon, Dev. Um, hey, Mike. I'm sure you're going to get lots of questions about Kittle and, and Jimmy, so I'll skip those and I'll, I'll go big picture. Uh, talking to Matt Slater after the game on Sunday, I asked him if he thought maybe some guys were having a hard time wrapping their heads around what had happened to you guys over the last couple of weeks with the positive tests and no practices or practicing and then not practicing. I'm just curious from your perspective what you've seen from your teammates um, as you kind of navigate through that part of it and if you feel like maybe get more guys are understanding the challenge that it's going to take to get through this. Yeah, I mean, I think it was for everyone in the organization. It was just a lot of adjusting. And, and I think um, for us, you guys, I mean, you've been around the team for a while. It's always like, what can we do? You know, it's not, you know, the things that are not in our control. It's like, all right, if it's all virtual today, then we'll go all virtual and we'll lock in that way. If it's a practice today, um, but like it's like anybody else, like when things are kind of like a revolving door and, you know, it's kind of how Bill was saying half day by half day. Um, it was a lot of like sitting and waiting. And I would say none of us is used to that. Um, and I do think the team like we did the best we could do with every situation that came upon us. Um, but as Kevin Falk taught me as athletes and professional athletes in football, the best thing we do is when we get our routine and we get to stick to our routine and, you know, just become creatures of nature and whatever we do, we just keep doing it over and over again. So um, I'm not going to lie. It was great, you know, to have some type of normal Wednesday today, um, I think will help us as a team. And it just felt great individually. Um, you know, it's my 11th year, so I've only known Wednesday to be a Wednesday. I mean, it was good to be back kind of on that schedule today. Do you feel like you had to almost remind guys, though, and this is something Matt said, too, not about reminding, but, hey, look, we're we committed to play this year. So if you're going to do this, you better do it all all in. Do you feel like you got that? Yeah, I, I don't even think that was an issue. I think guys need direction. You know, I think that's been the biggest thing. Um, I don't think guys are like, man, get me out of here. Um, but guys are like, well, what do you what do you want me to do? Like, what's the next step? Um, and I think for my whole career, that next step is always there. You know, Coach Belichick comes in the morning meeting. He he lays out what we have next from a football standpoint. Everything else is kind of the norm. Um, this was different. You know, no one knows next steps throughout the world. So um, it was a lot of just sitting and waiting. I think that was something we had to keep just encouraging all of us to just be ready for whatever comes next. Uh, next question, Alan Siegel, Zach Cox. Hi, Dev, how you doing? Hey, Alan, good, how you doing? All right, thank you. Uh, obviously, you got a chance to work against Jimmy G in the three plus years that, that he was here, but he's in a different system now. He's, he's on a different team. But having worked against him, does that give you any kind of leg up in, in understanding, you know, what is he's doing now and, you know, what kind of a quarterback he is? Um, I think the biggest thing is we know Jimmy as a person. Jimmy's going to come in here ready to go. He's a competitor. Um, what a lot of us used to call him, he's a gamer. Um, from the first time he he took snaps in the preseason, um, he got out there and was just making plays, whether it's staying alive in the pocket, um, whether it's making a great throw. Um, I would just say he was a guy who somehow always made big plays. Um, and, and it was great, you know, I think seeing for me an older guy, a young guy, uh, really jump on the scene at 16 when he had to start uh, those first two games and, and just how poised he was, how well prepared he was. Um, so we're all expecting Jimmy's best, you know, coming in here Sunday. Um, we know he can play football at a high level. 
Um, we, you know, we got to see, you know, his really maturity throughout the year. So uh, I'm sure he'll come here excited and ready to go um, against a team that I would say he knows pretty well just from his time sitting in meetings and on the practice field um, when it comes to scheme and everything else. Thanks, Jeff. No problem. Uh, next question, Zach Cox, followed by Tara Sullivan. Hey, Devin. Uh, is there a positive vibe around the team on a day like today when you get so many guys back out on the practice field that haven't been able to uh, to be out there in a while? Yeah, uh, it was great. And, and then, like Mike asked in the first question, I think being back to somewhat of a normal schedule, um, I think brought a lot of excitement back to the team and um, also that sense of urgency of, of how much we need to get done in practice. Um, coming off a loss, coming off, you know, back-to-back -back losses, um, and also going against a really good football team, you know, going against uh, the defending champs in NFC. So I think there was an excitement and a sense of urgency of wanting to be out there and wanting and needing to get better. So um, I, I think it was a really good vibe today out there in practice. Next question, Tara Sullivan, followed by Dan Roach. Hey, Devin. Um, this morning with Coach Belichick, uh, Somebody asked him a great question about coaching against Kyle Shanahan, you know, and, and how he might be similar to his own dad. And it just made me think about um, when you think of Bill's sons who you've worked with, do you think there's a, a future head coach there and either Brian or Steve, what kind of attributes do you, do you like of them? And, you know, do they have, do you think you could see that for them someday? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think obviously both of those guys have been around football um, not only in their last couple of years coaching, but all through their lives, um, being on sideline in some of the biggest games um, of the year. So I think both of them um, are a little different. You know, I think Steve's a little bit more laid back than Brian, um, but both of them, to me, pay so much close attention to details um, and trying to make sure you know all the little nuances to playing the scheme um, and understanding the whole scheme, you know, not just your position and your role. Um, but knowing, you know, what every, everyone does. And I think that obviously comes directly um, from being around their father, their whole coaching life, and probably even as kids growing up, of, I'm sure he was very detailed on what they needed to do. So um, I definitely see that in their future. Um, who does it first? I don't know. I don't know any of that. But um, I would say they're both very hard workers um, and try to really turn over every stone, uh, right in, you know, kind of the Belichick name. Next question, Dan Roach, followed by Nick O'Malley. Hi, Devin. Just a, hey, uh, hey, a thought on, um, you, you talked a little bit about getting out of the practice field, how good it felt, having a sense of urgency, uh, yeah, trying to improve. As, as 18 years, this, this late in the season, below 500. Are you more vocal this type of week, or is it just kind of like, hey, guys, let's just stick to what we do and, and get better each and every day? Yeah, I mean, you, we have to just do what we do. Uh, I've been in seasons where we've been 5-0. and I started one season where we were 10-0. and um, And I think it all came down to no matter what your record was in the beginning of that season, um, Bill always reminded us that that wasn't going to be enough wins. Um, so right now we sit at 2-3, and three and we know, I mean, without a doubt, two wins isn't going to be enough. Um, so I think we just got to keep improving. We can't look at an overall picture where are we in this standings? How many games? Like, we can't do that. The biggest and best thing we can do is just get better. If we get better, we'll give ourselves a better chance to go out there and win football games. And if we can start to put together good performances and then string them together 
um, is, is what we kind of haven't been able to do this year. And I would say it shows kind of throughout the games. We haven't really been able to string good plays over and over together in a game. So it makes it hard for us to string good games together. Um, so I think that's something that we've talked about from the beginning of the year, every year I've been here. Um, and it's obviously something we got to continue to improve in. And I think those are the things we have to focus on, the things we can actually improve, the things we can do, get better at, rather than trying to worry about, you know, what seating we are in the AFC East and, you know, are we below 500, above or eat? Like, to me, none of that stuff matters if we're not getting better. Quick follow-up. How great was it to wake up this morning, what you guys have been through, and you kind of alluded to it, but just to be able to go through your routine as a professional athlete and then get out on the football field, run around and, and do what you do and trying to get better. Yeah, I mean, we we get to we're very fortunate. We get to play a game for a living. Game we've been playing a lot of us since call it six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and, and this is all we've done. You know, guys have had little odd jobs here and there, but for the most part, guys have done this their whole life. So um, when you do that, you know, each team you move up a level. You know, it kind of changes a little bit, but for the most part, you know what you know, and that doesn't change. Um, in the last couple of weeks, that's changed dramatically for us. So to be able to just kind of do what we were used to doing and, and trying to do it at a high level and get better at it, it just felt good. The hard work felt good. Um, and I think, you know, even if you're not a professional athlete, you know that feeling of being away from something or uh, getting out of your normal routine. And when you get back in, just how how good it feels and, and how you took it for granted and you want to just kind of make it better. And I think that's where we're at right now. Uh, just a quick update. Kyle Shanahan has now started on his conference call. Uh, we'll continue. Nick O'Malley, followed by um, Bob Sosi. Hi, Devin. Uh, Bill was talking about how this uh, this season and this particular stretch has been rough on rookies who have to acclimate to the NFL and these, as reported on the million commercials, the uncertain times. How big has it uh, have been for uh, the veteran players to help out the you know guys like Kyle and other rookies, the young players, not only adapt to the NFL but try to give the sh uh, lead by example and show, as you said, show them the next step of what to do while it's kind of chaos right now. Yeah, I mean it's huge, you know, and I think one of the biggest things is just constant communication. I know um, when I was a rookie, that helped me out a lot. You know, with Brandon Merriweather and James Sanders, they were always really saying something to me, alerting something saying this, saying that, and, and I think we all try to do that for Doug uh, when he gets out there, just trying to continue to talk to him. Um, and even though he knows a lot of his stuff, I think just reassuring him and what's, it allows guys to play fast. And that's what happens when you're a rookie, you got the talent, you can play at this level. And I think when you can take away some of the things that are, are new to you and guys can assure you of those things and allow you to just play fast and use your abilities, helps you play at a better level. And I think we've all tried to do that for all the rookies. And I'll say they're all learning day by day. And, you know, that's what was really hard for those guys probably of getting out of that routine that they just kind of started to build. Um, but we've tried to help those guys, guys out as much as possible and we'll continue to do that throughout the season. Thank you. Uh, next question, Bob Sosi, followed by Ian Steele. All right, thanks, Stacy. Hey, Devin. Hey. Um, San Francisco, uh, you, you look at where they were a week ago going into the Rams game. It's kind of where you guys are today. They were in really a similar situation, same record, and they came out and played really efficiently offensively. You faced Kyle Shanahan's teams before, and you look at the talent. Mike uh, at the top mentioned Kittle, for example. Uh, what strikes you about 
the way they approach the Rams game offensively and how they're going to test you guys, not only the length of the field, but the width of the field and just what a challenge it is uh, with, with an offense that's as efficient as they were in that game. Yeah, I think, like you said, when you talk about playing Kyle Shanahan's offense, we play in Atlanta, I would say everything they do, they execute at a high level. Um, you play teams that do a lot of different things, and um, sometimes when you break it down, you're like, well, this is their bread and butter. Like, this is what they do well. They just do some other stuff to keep you honest. And I would say when you watch San Fran, they do a lot of different things, but they do all those things well, whether it's um, hard play action, throwing the ball down the field, or it's, like you said, getting guys and making you um, – really contain and cover the whole field with the speed sweeps or, I mean, I guess you call it the pass plays to either Samuels or, or Ayuku. Um, they, they test you that way. They test you with going two back downhill runs. They test you with two tight ends and three tight end sets. Um, they test you with so many different things. And I think each time they put that out there, um, it's their best players. It's Kittle out there and you got to guard him or it's Yushevich out there and you got to cover him. You think he's at fullback, but now he's coming through on a lead play, but now he's going into the flat and turning up on a wheel route. So it's just so many different things that are executed at a high level. And I would say very similar when we played Atlanta in 16, everything they did, they did well. You know, it was either a shot to Julio Jones or it was play action or it was a running game with Coleman and uh, all of those guys. So I think they just understood what they were doing and how to do it at a high level. And to me, when you watch the Rams games and other games this year, you can see this offense operating at a high level. And it's it's tough. You got to defend everything and you got to defend it well um, to even get close to stopping them. Thank you. Uh, next question, Ian, Ian Steele. Devin, thanks for taking the time. Uh, on Jimmy Garoppolo, just from what you saw when he was in New England as a young player to what you've seen on film, you know, this season or in the past couple seasons, have you, what, how have you seen him grow or is he still doing the same stuff that you saw here? Um, well, I think the one of the biggest things I got to see here was just his poise. Um, you can tell, you know, you get a young guy in there, you got to go in and fill in for Tom Brady, who's uh, four game suspension. And he comes in and we're in Arizona uh, week one, and he doesn't really blink. He's just out there going, playing. Um, and I think when you watch him, that doesn't change. You know, even if, you know, you watch the Miami game, it wasn't going exactly how he wanted. Like, he just doesn't change his demeanor. He kind of stays the same way. And I think the team kind of resembles that. They're always ready to go. They're always locked in, no matter the situation. And I would say Jimmy is really the head of that because he doesn't really budge. And I wouldn't say that's new because I felt like that, you know, when he was a young guy here that, you know, I still remember going into that opening weekend and everyone asking us questions like, how nervous are you about that spot? And our whole team was saying like, we weren't nervous at all because we believed in Jimmy and knew he'd be ready to go. And I think he's kind of showed and executed um, that same way down there in San Francisco. And that's why so many guys believe in him. And, you know, he started that off when he first got there, the first couple of games he played in. Um, was leading him to victory. So he's continued to do that at a high level. Thanks, Dan. No uh, next question, Maury Hirsch Gordon, uh, followed by Zach Cox. Hey, Dev, I'm curious. Wednesdays are obviously big installation days. You're, you're focusing on your opponent. But in recent memory, would you say maybe you guys got back to the basics a little bit more today due to the lack of practice time the last couple weeks to try to continue to improve fundamentally and, and awareness-wise? Um, no, I would say we always do that. You know, when we're 
we're out there full pads on Wednesdays. I, like we're going to get our fundamentals in there, whether it's taking on blocks, covering. Like we're going to do that. Um, that's a huge part whenever we're in pads. So um, that definitely showed up. Uh, you know, we might have talked about it more just because we haven't been on the practice field uh, a lot in the last two weeks. But you know, I would say it was more of our normal Wednesday um, of the fundamentals, but heavy, heavy game planning, trying to prepare and get ready to take on uh, San Francisco. And we'll do the final question, Zach Cox. Hey, Devin. Uh, when you watch George Kittle on tape, do you does he remind you of of Rob at all? Um, not. I mean, not really. Not to me. I mean, I think obviously they're both two great players, um, but the offenses are a little different. You know, Kittle does a lot of motion and um, a lot of different things in their offense. He, he, I mean, he does end arounds. Um, in their offense. So, but I, I would say he's a guy who, uh, where they're similar is blocking. They'll both get after you. And um, I think one of the biggest things is when you watch, you know, Kittle, like if he misses a block or he doesn't sustain it the way he wants, you can see like he gets mad about that. Like he wants to be out there blocking. Um, and I would say the other similarity is tackling, trying to tackle both those guys, you know, watching Gronk over the years of guys, you know, as he, they're trying to tackle him, he's using his offhand to not just stiff arm, but like throw guys off them. You you see that with Kittle too. Um, and, and I would say they're both obviously really good. Catch, they catch the ball at a high level. Um, but I, I would say how they're used in their game is a little different. A lot of times you watch Gronk, it was a lot of like down the scenes, vertical routes. Kittle does a lot of, you know, quick slants, things like that over the middle. He'll run some diagonal routes, um, catch and run plays. But, you know, I would say both of them, the hardest thing about covering them at the tight end position is they can do everything. They'll block so you can run behind them, but then they'll also play action and get them in certain spots of the defense that hurt you. Um, and they both can run routes at a high level. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it.